The first time is Chirp Radio's live lit and music series hosted at Martyrs in North Center. The theme this round was First Game. Give it up, Craig Reptile. Our mission to Cambodia in the summer of 2007 had three objectives. To share the gospel of Jesus, to provide eye exams and glasses to the community, and to construct a basketball court and teach the youth the game. While those three areas might seem to have little in common, they were all frowned upon under the leadership of Pol Pot in the mid to late 1970s. And by frowned upon, I mean that under the command of this genocidal tyrant, all religions were banned, those wearing glasses were pigeonholed as intellectuals and executed, and all activities that did not fit under his definition of benefiting his solely agrarian economy were outlawed. So there were no sports, no hobbies, no music, no arts, etc. About two million people were killed during this time, roughly a quarter of the Cambodian population. Today you can visit mass graves around the country and Toll Slang, which was a high school, became an execution center and is now a genocide museum. Of the roughly 20,000 people that went into this center, about 200 survived. After Pol Pot's Khmer Rouge regime was overthrown in 1979, the center was discovered by a photographer who followed the stench of rotting corpses. I had been a big fan of Halloween decorations before this trip, but since having seen piles of real human skulls and makeshift memorials, bones have lost their festive cachet. Before departing, I received preliminary training in sharing God's word and administering eye exams and fitting people for glasses. But my primary goal, aside from being one of the two team photographers, was to lead the basketball clinic. I came to this role in a roundabout way, having teached the junior high uh, girls basketball team at my then church, uh, small Lutheran school, the same school that my son attended, just as my then wife had and her mother and aunt before her. Although I had no previous coaching experience before that, uh, just as I consider myself an armchair herpetologist, uh, that's reptiles and amphibians for you non-bio majors out there, uh, I've always been an armchair basketball enthusiast. Having been born in Lexington, Kentucky, and then lived my teenage years in Kansas, I joked I could only live in states whose name began with K and had great college basketball teams. Uh, we had a hoop in our backyard in Kentucky and in our driveway in Kansas, and I used to imagine that a scout for the Kansas City Kings would drive down our side street in our town of 25,000 over 100 miles southwest of Kansas City and sign me to an NBA contract on the spot. The Kings moved to Sacramento in 1985, having never signed me to play. The first time I ever took a girl on a date was to a Friday night high school basketball game. I don't remember much about this game, but uh, just the feeling of humiliation from having to have my mom drive us there in our green Honda hatchback since I didn't have a license or a car yet. During college, my roommates and later my girlfriend and I would play basketball in the hoops in the middle of the quad. I could never understand why she spent most of the time aggressively fouling me by grabbing me. Uh, but. <laughs> I guess you can get away with that when there's no referee. Uh, when I was coaching junior high school girls, uh, unfortunately I didn't know about the survival guide for coaching youth basketball, co-authored by Chicago Tribune rock critic and Sound Opinions co-host Greg, uh, Greg Cott. 
which is still his bestseller, by the way. Um, I did have former Bulls coach Phil Jackson's book, Sacred Hoops, Spiritual Lessons of a Hardwood Warrior. Uh, the Zen Buddhist practice used, uh, utilized in the book may have gone over the heads of the preteen and early teenage girls attending a school affiliated with the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, uh, but it didn't stop me from trying. Now, here I was, a Christian missionary uh, headed to a 97% Buddhist country, and as the Buddhists say, and I keep telling my current wife, suffering is the one promise life always keeps. After flying 17 hours from JFK to Baghdad and then to Phnom Penh, the following day involved a six-hour bus ride to get to the Lutheran Church and school outside Batambang, the country's third largest city, located in a rural area near the Thai border. Basketball for Batambang was Pastor Shane Foose's rallying cry for fundraising, uh, although I'm sure that slogan made our church elders' eyes roll quite a bit. Uh, thanks to a member who was a bigwig at Wilson Sporting Goods, we had lots of balls to take with us, along with donated lenses and frames and pocket New Testaments to share. It took a lot of balls for me to take on this challenge. I was barely a year into a new job, and although I had only one week of paid vacation coming, I had to take two weeks off. My project at work was not going well, and when the trip came up a month or so in advance, the reaction from my bosses was, you're not still doing that, are you? My son was seven, this would be the longest time I had ever been away from him, and my first marriage was rapidly disintegrating. On what uh, should have been our 11th anniversary celebration, I was in Cambodia, giving the nightly devotion and barely getting through it. I don't remember what I said that night, but there wasn't a dry eye on our team, including mine. In 1996, I'd been hospitalized for blood clots in my legs, and I learned a genetic mutation that made me susceptible to clotting. At the time of this trip in 2007, my medications had to be injected every 12 hours, and I had to wear compression stockings, glorified pantyhose, to keep the blood from pooling in my legs. Consulting with Pastor Shane Foos before deciding to go, I showed him what I had on my legs, and he exclaimed, you're going to be hot. Uh, before we could teach the locals how to play basketball, we are first going to have to construct the basketball court and erect the hoops, and what I haven't mentioned yet is that our trip was scheduled during the rainy season. <laughs> Thankfully, we only lost a few days to the rain. One day, we sat in on an English class and watched the Cambodian teacher teach the children how to say, photographer. The usual pattern was sunny in the morning, clouds roll in during the afternoon and drizzle in the early evening. But if you were in Chicago uh, the weekend before last, when the temperature was in the 90s, the humidity was 80%, and the dew point was close to 80, then you have an idea of what it was like every day we were in Cambodia. I do believe that God was with us in some form as we were able to get the concrete poured and the basketball hoops erected, and once the cement solidified and before we painted the lines on the court, we discovered we had also provided the youth with a blank canvas, and with sidewalk chalk in hand, they put their own mark on the court before the next day's rain would wash it away. One young boy was rightfully known as, locally as a gifted artist, and he chalked a beautiful mural on the court. He also painted pictures of our mission team, and I recall seeing myself depicted very accurately with a camera hanging around my neck. I still have a picture painted by that boy of the Apsaras, the heavenly nymphs uh, faces you might know from Angkor Wat, hanging by my uh, lizard's terraria at home.
Once we got the court painted and allowed time for the paint to dry, just like our home gym, the court wasn't large enough for a three-point line, we were able to play the first game. What I remember most about the first game was not so much the discrepancy in skill level and experience, but the difference between our mission team members and the local school kids in footwear. Picture for a moment trying to run up and down an outdoor concrete basketball court starting and stopping to pass or shoot in flip-flops or with no shoes at all on a surface like sandpaper, and you'll get a rough idea of what these kids were doing, but they never complained once and smiled throughout. At the conclusion of our trip, we visited the genocide museum Tol Singh and saw pictures of prisoners taken before their execution and a map of Cambodia made of human skulls. Outside, I talked to one of our mission leaders who would later go on to become executive director for the company organizing these trips about the staggering loss of life. And she said, it was a pity they never knew Jesus so they could have never gone to heaven. At my earliest uh, chance, I confided in Pastor Shane Foos that this conclusion troubled me. Uh, he said he was surprised that she had said that and that he believed if they never had the opportunity to learn about Christianity, that God would not have condemned them to hell in the afterlife. These weren't my first misgivings about my adopted church, nor were they my last. But more than that incident, and more than the sweat and the mud, the heat and humidity, what I remember most of my mission trip to Cambodia is the smiles of the kids as they learned to love the game of basketball, hopefully as much as I do, and if some form of God was glorified in the process, even if it didn't give them a Jesus Jones, then that was good too. Thank you. Basketball Jones, I got a basketball Jones, I got a basketball Jones. victim of a basketball Jones. Ever since I was a little baby, I always be dribbling. In fact, I was the baddest dribbler in my whole neighborhood. Then one day, my mama bought me a basketball, and I love that basketball. I took that basketball with me everywhere I went. That basketball was like a basketball to me. Basketball underneath my pillow. Maybe that's why I can't sleep at night. I need help, ladies and gentlemen. I need someone to stand beside me. I need, I need someone to set a pick for me at the free throw liney line. Someone I can pass to. Someone to hit the open man on the give and go. And not up end up in the popcorn machines. So cheerleaders, help me out. Basketball Jones, got a basketball Jones. Oh, it sounds so sweet. Got a basketball Jones, baby. Ooh. Sing it, honky. Basketball Jones, I got a basketball Jones. Got a basketball Jones. I want everybody in the place to stand up. Basketball. 
basketball jokes. Basketball jokes. I can dribble with my tongue. Sing it. Basketball jokes. I got a basketball joke. I got a basketball joke. Oh, try to stop me. I'm coming down center court. Bring it up. Bring it up. Basketball jokes. Thank you.